0: James, we'll put the podcast back together, do a few shows, get some ads, bang, 5,000 bucks.
1: Yeah, um, well look, getting the podcast back together might not be that easy, buddy. What are you talking about? Look, they split, I mean, you know, they got furloughed, they had to get new jobs. Yeah,
0: so you know where they are, you said you're going to keep in touch with them.
1: Uh, well, I've got a couple of leads, you know, a few Skype handles, but I mean, uh, how many of them visited you or, or even wrote you, huh?
0: They're not the kind of guys who write letters You were outside, I was inside You were supposed to keep in touch with the podcast guys I kept asking you if we were going to record again
1: Well, what was I going to do Paddy? I mean, take away your only hope? Take away the very thing that kept you going in lockdown? I took the liberty of bullshitting you a little,
0: okay? You lied to me
1: Paddy, it wasn't a lie It was just bullshit Uh, Much like having to talk about Wednesday again
2: We're on a mission from God, a.k.a. Roland Nelson here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday opinion with an American accent. We're back. Wednesday is back. Everyone look excited? I am slightly excited because I have a very stiff drink. I finished the last of my wine tonight. I'm down to, like, the last two or three of my quarantine beers. So I made a little simple syrup. And put together Tommy's Margarita, which is from Tommy's Mexican Restaurant. It's the West Coast version, so no orange liqueur. It's just a tequila sour. A little bit of El Padrino. A little bit of lime juice. A little bit of Simple. It is supposed to be agave nectar. I don't have agave nectar. Sugar is sugar. It's quite nice. I will probably make another one before this podcast is over. Because I'm going to need some strong stuff to talk about the balance of the Wednesday season. Speaking of which, on the line back on the outside allowed to go outside in new jersey it's patty jones patty what are you drinking
0: hi jeff i'm drinking a hilly jams uh, from brick city brewery new jersey it's good to be back it's good to be uh, talking about something that's not in the news <laughs> because it's Sheffield wednesday um yeah good to see you guys looking forward to it
2: back in his closet it's james allen james what are you drinking
1: hey jeff hey everybody um I'm drinking a Hawaiian pizza IPA um, for no other reason than the fact that it tells me I can't go to Hawaii. But hey, I'm in my closet. I've been here for about 12 fucking weeks. So uh, I'm delighted to have some company, apart from my family, who uh, who I love dearly, but I've spent a lot of time closed up with. So
2: nice to be able to talk some Wednesday. Is that a pineapple and bacon IPA?
1: Uh, it has a picture of two pigs on the front. Um, we can get into the symbolism of that if you wish. It just basically takes like tastes like an IPA with a lot of pineapple in it.
2: It's very nice. And on the finest 5G network that Bluffton, Ohio has to (laughs) offer, he's playing with power on his Xbox 360, or probably Xbox One. (laughs) Evan Skilter, Evan, what are you drinking?
3: Quite the intro. Um, So I I have not been drinking alcohol for uh, most of quarantine. Uh, And so right now I have Yorkshire Gold, my second cup of the night, actually. So I'm uh, feeling good, feeling excited for the podcast more than the actual season to resume but hey evan just quickly checking is that yorkshire gold
1: the same box that i sent you from sheffield about two years ago
3: no no so actually since you sent that i have uh, kept a, a steady supply um i've been able to find it once down or over here in ohio i also had a friend of mine that visited london that sent some back from there but i'm sure you can find it here
1: very good news. I just remember the consequences last time didn't turn out too well for you. So, uh, I, so don't, I don't. I don't
3: think thoughts. it was the tea. I don't think it was the tea. I think it was probably the what was it like a pumpkin pasty of some sort. And <laughs> let's not I go there. Quite, we haven't uh, got to the way the season going to turn out yet. So leave, no need to start with your
1: shit. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm reliably informed this is episode 96 of the Owls America cast. We will talk about the restart of the championship, which is set to kick back off a week from Saturday. We'll talk about how we feel about this, how we think Wednesday will do, what our expectations are for the rest of the season. There's some contract news. There's some general Wednesday news, some news about not offering contracts. Uh, We're not quite ready at the match preview level. I don't know if we're going to do this every week. Maybe we will. We'll see how this goes. I don't know if I remember how to do this, but we will start with the biggest news of the podcast, which is that yes, Sheffield Wednesday are back. We will restart the championship season behind closed doors on June 20th. I think Forest is the game. I don't even remember at this point. Again, I said we weren't going to do a match preview, so there's some changes to the match day squad. You'll have 20 players and five subs promotion relegation still on even though league one or league two aren't technically finishing their season i don't know if they've actually voted on how that is going to go there's still going to be playoff finals wednesday probably won't be in them but i guess this is supposed to be the optimistic show anyway patty how do we feel about all this
0: um i've been back and forth uh, on my emotions with this i didn't think it was fair to call the season off without a resolution um, I didn't necessarily think we should be doing it as soon as we're doing it uh, for the uh, good of everyone involved's health uh, and the way it's been managed in the UK. Uh, but I did think we did need to resolve it on the pitch at some point. Um, so the
2: resolution has to be watching more Wednesday games? i we resolving
0: it. Uh, I am a little reluctant uh, about doing it in the current climate of the UK's COVID situation, um, to say the least. But at the end of the day, I think we're all ready for a little bit of a distraction. Uh, so I am extremely, extremely harsh. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I think. I'm looking forward to something to do.
2: So Patty's excited. James, you're usually never excited about Wednesday. So your thoughts?
1: You know, Jeff, the, the, there used to be a time when I was excited about Wednesday. 1991? Um, yes. Yes, that's right. I was, I was nine years old. I wore shorts perpetually, I climbed trees, and, and Wednesday were fucking glorious.
2: It was it
1: was beautiful. Now, the upside of lockdown has been I've spent most of the last 12 weeks basically watching those games all over again. So uh, so I'm actually feeling pretty damn optimistic because, you know, we're going to start the season with uh, – sorry, restart the season. With, with uh, Hurst and Warhurst up front? Uh, I'm hoping so, yeah. We've got <laughs> Hurst to come off the bench if he's injured. We've got Sheridan in the middle. We've got Worthy down the left. I mean, everything's going to be peachy, right? Um, maybe maybe not quite so. But look, um, I've, I've tried to take a bit of a Twitter holiday for a variety of reasons over the last few months. Um, last few weeks, it's been a really good thing because Twitter's been an absolute cavalcade of basically the end of the world. Um, but those who followed my occasional comments on restarting the season would know that I'm not really a fan. Um, I just think there's bigger, bigger priorities in the world right now than getting football back behind closed doors. But that said, we're doing it the championships made that decision so we might as well make a fist of it right i mean if if nothing else surely there is an upside in wednesday playing without our fans to take the piss out of them and boo them from the first 10 minutes and uh, and maybe we'll benefit from that who knows um so yeah let's let's kind of not bring them down before there's a reason to bring them down but i'm pretty sure we're going to have at least 11 if not 20 reasons to bring them down pretty quickly in the next few weeks
2: I know the uh, piped-in crowd noise in the Bundesliga has been fairly divisive. I enjoy it for what it is, and they've actually done it because the, the German efficiency—they've done a very good job getting like situational crowd noise. So if they're just like knocking it around in midfield, you will know, have like the general like home field chanting and crowd noise pumped in. But I was watching—was uh, it Augsburg against Cologne last weekend—and Augsburg had a penalty shout denied, and they like started piping and whistling. So I think to give the true Hillsboro atmosphere, they just need to pipe in the booze from about the 10-minute mark, and they're probably good to go. <laughs> like, they're not going to know what to do if they're not getting booed off the pitch at halftime.
0: <laughs> what, happens, though? what happens if we start playing really well with no fans, and the the club decides to not let fans ever into Hillsborough again? <laughs> it's
2: fine. <laughs> we could get into the like
0: financial consequences of Wednesday. Yeah, I was say working around
2: the financial fair play issues me. might be there. Yeah. But at this point, I have to suspect they're going to uh, form their breakaway league anyway. So, Evan, nine a.m. Saturday, local Bluffton time. Will you be firing up the high-speed internet to watch Wednesday?
3: Yeah. So, you know the the concept of them coming back, and you know the ramifications of that health-wise aside. I am excited to have something to do on Saturday mornings now rather than watch the news, which, golly, that's been rough, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for the season to come back. It's been a dismal season. I get that. But, you know, I think the sports fan in me is just excited to finally see some, some relevant sports, some sport that I really care about. German German soccer has been great. Um, Korean baseball has been fun to watch. But, you know, something with actual meaning behind it is uh, is quite exciting to me.
2: Yeah, I'm of two minds of this, you know, sort of in my, my day job world where I get paid as the sole source of my income to write about baseball. And obviously there's no Major League Baseball season right now. So that's less than ideal for a variety of reasons. I think there probably will be. And I don't know if it's if it's for the best. Cause we can talk about how the the UK's public health system is working or not working right now but you know the u.s is at least as much of a mess if not more so and uh, you know i i don't know if i'm looking forward to the distraction right now or not or if we should be sort of framing it like that like i don't know like i do want something to watch that's not like chef shows on netflix or re-watching the blues brothers to properly script an intro for this podcast but I think the biggest thing for me, sort of, in the last three months of quarantine, and I'm not a person that that goes out a ton or is particularly extroverted, but sort of the loss of the rhythm. I was ha- talking to another baseball uh, writer friend of mine today, and just sort of noting in that, like, it was like I don't know what day of the week it is at any given time. Like, I woke up on a Wednesday thinking it was a Saturday, but I think sort of having that ritual of like getting up and. You know, making my breakfast, putting my pot of coffee on, like 9.30-ish, firing up iFollow, and just sort of sitting down at my computer desk and grousing about the terrible Wednesday lineup will provide some sort of weird normalcy with everything else that's going on. And the nice thing about Wednesday compared to baseball for me is it's kind of like divorced from work. I mean, this podcast takes up a a fair bit of my time and 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 whatnot but it it feels less like my job and i think the end product probably reveals as well but (laughs) i don't know it's it's gonna be weird like i don't know how i'm going to feel right up until they ship two goals against nottingham forest in the first half like oh yeah this is uh this is extremely familiar
1: do you know jeff it's um For many reasons, it's a shame that you are not a prominent national leader. Um, But for that particular reason, the way you've just kind of, if you like, eulogized the role that sport plays in people's psyche and rhythms, um, that's probably a more profound way of thinking about the importance of, of restart than perhaps some other prominent national leaders have made it saying it's good for morale uh not wanting to they're not wednesday
2: fans clearly
1: (laughs) floppy blonde-haired uh leaders who, who may or may not exist on either side of the atlantic um but there is there is some there's something ingrained there to it that you know sport and other rhythms of life are important to everybody's structure everybody's kind of mental well-being as as much as anything else and maybe kind of in um in the haste to kind of put down the the attempt to try and finish the season, we, we miss that a little bit. So so I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, on the converse of that, you can you do ask, you know, what's the triviality of of a game of football relative to just simply focusing resources on the things that maybe matter most immediately, you know, like you said, healthcare services, etc. But the decision's been made, so we, we have to make a fist of it and and certainly I'll look forward to um, I follow again Yes, yes, I'm. I'm looking forward, Jeff. That's that's what I meant to say, right? That's what you told me to say in the script. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there is a certain cynicism about it, right? Um, you know, as nice as it is to have Sheffield Wednesday back in our lives, and you know, like said, sort of the return to normalcy and the rhythm of the the Saturday morning kickoff and everything else that comes with that. There's this sort of idea that the only reason they're really coming back. And this is more true of the Premier League, I think, than it is a the championship, although the championship certainly has uh, similar pressures, is because they need to fulfill T V contracts. It's not because there's no other way to, you know, sort this out. You could just and there are leagues that are doing this that aren't coming back, that you can suspend uh promotion relegation for the year, try to get the public health situation in a in a better spot and come back and you know September, October, and adjust the schedule. But there's, you know, there's Champions League qualifying for next year, and there's just so much money. I'm trying to sound like fucking Paul, but there's so much money in the sport now that it becomes, and it's n- it's not being done because it's going to be a beacon to sports fans. And again, anyone that's watched Wednesday, know it's it's not a beacon for anything good and light in this universe in a lot of cases it's being it's being done primarily to fulfill you know a television contract it's being done solely to enrich a small coterie of football owners more or less
1: that that's almost true apart from it's also being done so that leads can finally get promoted as well (laughs) Which, if nothing else, twelve weeks of anticipation at least at least allows you to kind of go through the morning process and adjust to the fact that Leeds are playing in the Premier League next season, right? It
2: would. Uh, so I guess we can kind of like pivot to expectations for the rest of the season, both for Wednesday and generally. I I I don't know what this looks like. It's an incredibly compact schedule the rest of the way. Uh, again, I think in order to try to get it done in time to be able to start the 2020 season as soon as possible and possibly to finish up champions league fixtures and so next season doesn't run into euros again it gets into sort of like tv and, and money issues and you know the game's gone jeff and whatnot but i do think i don't know like any outcome for wednesday i think we're talking about this in the whatsapp group any outcome for Wednesday for the rest of the season is completely plausible to me. We somehow get back into the top six. We get relegated on merit. We don't get relegated on merit, but get relegated in court. I think we just finish 11th. Like it's all possible. New Hugh goes on another run and gets a new contract. Like everything is playable. Joey Pelopesi is the player of the season. I mean, maybe not that, but.
0: but that's what, that's what makes it interesting. Right. So people saying it's not interesting. We still are everything is on the table still. We probably know the likely outcome of it all. 11th. But at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll stay exactly as we are. 12th, when we are 15th now, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, but uh, potentially, all those things could happen.
2: It is like a so, new season in a lot of ways. It is like a yeah, new have... season, except Leeds already have a head start. Not that it matters to Leeds, because they tend to collapse this time of year ago.
0: You don't tend to know, though, how those Leeds players have... Conditioned themselves for the last three months not as well oh, as Addie knew you clearly uh, well actually knew you'll come into a minute because he looks like a, a figure <laughs> of beauty um, but yeah you don't know how every team is going to react to being off for three months how individuals are going to react from being off for three months uh, they tend to I, I imagine like like we have take stock of what's like important to them hmm. in these times of strange kind of pandemics and everything else going in the world right now, things might be mentally and physically impacting individuals and teams that we're not aware of. And it's this unknown aspect, which I think makes this next two months so interesting. Because we could have teams that have been the worst of form, like ourselves in the hull, turn it round and maybe push for playoffs. <laughs> I maybe. See, maybe. I can see mm-hmm. James's face. What? But we could also have... Teams that are in the best of form not come back so strong.
3: Yeah, yeah
1: I was
0: raising a wry smile,
1: but actually it was because I was searching for a picture of Adi Nuhu in his new lean training kit, and I haven't found it yet. But uh, I'm taking Jeff's word for it.
3: Looks good. Yeah, fit.
2: Pay attention
1: more. You're telling, the, uh...
3: you're telling me it actually fits. It's not too big, not too small. It's just right. It's right. It it hangs off like... him. <laughs>
0: ah, that's... I that like it's finally found the right size for Adi Nuhu. I think it was specifically modeled on a horse. <laughs>
2: <sighs> so, yeah, I don't... I mean, I know our last result was a 5-0 loss to Brentford. It feels like that was, like, a year ago. But I think you're right, whereas, like, all these players, it's not like... I mean, they've had functionally more or less what would be a normal off season, right? Like a May to July kind of thing, except it was March to May or, or thereabouts. But it's not like they went to Monaco for three weeks and then Abu Dhabi and then whatever and had like their offseason and then came back to training. They've been probably just sitting around the house watching chef shows on Netflix like I have for the most part. And you don't know how they're going to come back. You don't know how they're going to respond to having no crowds there. You know, it's going to be the level of urgency. I and mean, you'd think teams like West Brom and Leeds would be more. Urgent and like sort of looking to close it out it might have an advantage over mid-table teams that are just playing out the string. And I don't know how to factor in the fact that it seems like the entire Wednesday starting eleven are playing for their next contract. We can get to the contract situation in a second. So again, anything is possible until they ship two bad goals against Nottingham Forest in the first half, and uh, we'll be back to normal service resumed.
3: Yeah, I, I am excited to see how well we play in particular about how the season plays out just because I mean very similar to what you mentioned it is an even playing field right I mean these guys should presumably be at full health I think we've seen some reports that some of our guys might not be which shouldn't be shocking I suppose but um, you know they're at full health it, it, team chemistry shouldn't be awful right they've had some time apart from each other um, you know any any sort of friction that that may have been in the locker room hopefully is um, kind of eased, but obviously we know it's, it's Sheffield Wednesday, so everybody still probably hates each other in the locker room, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an even playing field and, you know, we get a chance at least for the first few weeks to see kind of how we can play at full strength. I know that, you know, what, what there's, the roster's expanded, like match day roster's expanded, we have extra subs now that we can use, and so you know, it'll be a little bit strange to see that much. But, but yeah, even playing field, I think we have, we talked about it before the season started, I think we have a pretty decent squad. It's a squad that was capable of at least being top three by Christmas. So um, yeah, like you said, anything could happen, but I'm excited to see it.
1: I mean, the X factor, right, for Wednesday is that and that top three by Christmas thing is really interesting because n- none of us have yet, with all of this time we've had on our hands, managed to find a rhyme or reason for why that squad imploded the way it did over Christmas, right? And why, mean, the, we, the... why we ended that run losing 5-0 to Brentford. So, again, trying to be optimistic maybe they've had a chance to work that out of the system whatever friction whatever friction was was leading them to just fall apart as a squad maybe maybe they've had a chance to overcome that maybe they come back better organized maybe gary monk's had time to really work out put his finger on what's wrong and he's gonna wave a magic wand and this squad will perform so i mean we're only going to find out in a in a week or two's time um and let's hope wednesday don't wednesday in the way that we all expect wednesday to wednesday well said james
2: let's take a break come back, we'll cover the Wednesday news of the week and other and assorted business. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And since we're starting the season up in June, which is generally when contracts expire for soccer players, we should talk about the contract situation. It does seem like the EFL is allowing for temporary contracts for the rest of the 2019 to 2020 season, which seemed sensible. But three players have already re-upped for another year in blue and white stripes. Uh Osazi I had to relook how to pronounce that <laughs> before <laughs> doing the show since it's been three months. Uh, Matt Penny, which I'm a big fan of. And number one in Patty Jones's heart, Joey Pelopesi. Will be uh, Wednesday night next season, Patty. Your thoughts?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, where do I start? Um, so let's start with the timing of these, right? Because I think Pelopesi might have been the first to be announced. Yes, he was. Uh, of the three. And when you're looking at the upcoming season and getting excited for uh, the restart of the season. Hmm. The, the bit, the first big news you'd want to hear. At your club is not at like a some steel
2: in the middle, a nice number eight. Yeah. Get that nice and sorted in, for the near future.
0: It's not really what I had in mind to uh, get me G'd up for the news restart is uh, another extra year on Joey's um, contract. Uh, my feelings about Joey is that he is out of his depth in the championship. I think clearly he's well-liked in the dressing room, uh, but what we've seen on the pitch has not really, uh, for me, given enough to sign for another year. Now, the the uh, argument against that I got back on Twitter after I said this is a very underwhelming move, <laughs> not one for the, putting a marker on uh, the calibre of players we should be keeping. Uh, the people saying that it's fine because he's on low wages and he's going to be a squad player, and we've got no other players <laughs> past June, so it's kind of like the dire straits kind of look on things. We should be, kind of like be grateful we've got any players at all. Uh, but I want to aim a little bit higher than Joe Pederson in the offseason. season if we give it. If uh, is is there's not time. like
2: a center midfielder in the under 23s that's it's better than him. Alex Hunt. Yeah, I guess they don't. Not yeah, saying, they're not saying. Yeah, he's he's not quite
0: the same role, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we've got a combative midfielder in the under twenty threes at the moment. That's I think the problem. It looks like Hutch is going to leave and uh, is out of favour, obviously. Uh, so he would, I would hope, he's not our starting defensive midfielder. Luongo is back fit now, so he should be starting ahead of him. Uh, so yeah, I, I even think, like I say. I think Hunt's more of a replacement for Bannon, but uh, we still need to strengthen that midfield next season. Man, you know, Paddy, you're making me
1: optimistic just talking about Joey Palapesi, because you've just mentioned <laughs> what? Massimo what? Luongo. I'd hey. forgotten that we got Luongo. Yeah, he's like, fit. There you go. You see, you've got a player who was crocked, and now he's fit, and now, you know, he, to me, he was one of the, the players I got excited about last season, this season, the season that is this season that used to be last season that's still the same <laughs> season. Um.
2: He does seem like know, in like, like not even a full season to never be fit, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, I mean, look, there's a long lineage of Wednesday players who've never been properly fit, right? So let's just hope he stays that way for at least six weeks or however long it takes us to finish things. Um, I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not going to try and persuade, but pretend to be excited about Joe Palaparte signing a new contract. I'm kind of more interested in the fact that we have signed him to a contract because I think it's an indicator of where we're going, right? And I don't necessarily think that's good. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Um I'm mean, I mean, I sure like it. he'll
2: they're... do
1: fine at the Coventry standard. Coventry passing us on the they're... wrong way.
2: Look, there's an argument for getting your squad depth sorted in an uncertain. Whatever. Yes.
1: No. I'm, I'm going in a slightly different direction, okay, which sure. it tells me that we are. We're basically we're battening down the hatches, right? I mean, like. If you are going to make a push next season, whatever next season looks like, you don't make your first keynote signing Joey Palapesi.
0: <laughs> so I mean, we never got. I of look at the signals. I'm
1: looking at the signals of the squad we're building, which says that look solid enough, not spectacular, reliable, doesn't get injured very often, um, good guy to have around the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's all. That's all foundational, but it's kind of mid, mid-table foundational. So Wednesday, I, I'm not suggesting that we should be doing anything outlandish right now. You know, No club is doing that, and nor should Wednesday. But they're going to have to really pull it out to impress people if, if this is the level that we're setting ourselves.
2: So I guess I don't even really agree with that to a certain extent. Like, I remember many years ago, the thing to the Wednesday week, and I think it, it, this seems like a fudge thing but I was listening to Fudge describe his first impressions of Jacques Magoma in like a preseason friendly or whatever. He's like, I can't do the Fudge accent justice really, but he looks like an averagely sized, averagely talented championship player, which I think that's more or less bared out over the balance of Jacques Magoma's career. Jacques Magoma is better than Joey Pelopessi.
1: <laughs> what you're saying, Jeff, is that we've set a bar and it's below
0: the Jack, Magoma. Yeah. Oh, Jack Magoma.
2: <laughs> I always had a little bit of a soft spot for him, but yes, so, yeah. You
0: know. I mean to be fair, he was way better building than he was for us. Hmm. Um and also way better wherever he came from, burst Albion, right? Yeah. Um but yeah. So i'll, I'll talk, talk on the on the future Chef Wednesday and uh Azazay um, he had his knockers. He had some terrible games for us and some very good games for us. He's 19. That's think... fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my point, Jeff. And that's why I'm optimistic for Osazi. I think I'm he's happy got the right they
2: Penny. I did not think I think that was thinking it was going to happen. Um, he might be the first choice left back next year. So.
0: Well, yeah,
1: you know, Fox goes. Uh, i mean this is the really interesting question isn't it so you you look at the players that have re-signed they're the, they're the players that wednesday feel are kind of like quote-unquote no regret moves right you know mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to cost us the earth they're probably some, reliable they're probably all <laughs> well, right you paddy's got some regrets one but specific, specific
2: regret but yeah, <laughs> <it's continue.
1: laughs> Gen- generally speaking they're low risk okay? sure low excitement low risk everybody else is basically on notice I mean, you know, anyone who's out of contract at the end of the season, you've got to assume they are walking, right? And yeah, that, I mean, and that's where it gets really, really enlightening because now we're talking, what, Stephen Fletcher? We're talking I mean, Fletcher, Fernando think... Forestieri. We're talking Morgan Fox. We're talking a whole series of players who, who walk out the door in six weeks' time.
2: It sounds like Fletcher wants to resign here. And, you know, he's, again, we can talk about his fitness issues and his age and everything else but and i know this was kind of a contentious statement on the whatsapp on where he might land if he doesn't end up at wednesday he is a proven scorer at this level and i don't think whoever the number nine they slot in there next season is going to give them you know the potential sort of one and two scoring that fletcher showed when he was on this year
0: but next year he's another year older it's true He's not getting any faster. Uh, um, more
2: hair, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, I mean, yeah, he's not getting any, uh, any younger, <laughs> but his hair is getting younger. Um, <laughs> but I, for me, it's—is is it a, so? Tell me if this is hearsay or not. Have we? The thing I heard was that we haven't even started discussions with Fletcher yet, mm-hmm. or have we started discussions and he's rebutted the first?
2: I mean, offer? I assume his wage bill is fairly onerous.
0: Right, so James, do you think we are offering him less than he's getting paid now? Do you think in his new contracts?
1: So, look, there's been a lot of speculation about what Fletcher gets paid. The when he when we signed him, I think the talk was like 40k a week. Basically, we're paying him Premiership wages, right? I'm pretty sure we're not paying him 40k a week, but I've seen his car, and it's. <laughs> exceptionally expensive so um oh, that we're paying money. him a good whack yeah. so let's let's just assume that any new contract with Stephen fletcher is going to be significantly less than what he's getting paid right now if you're Stephen fletcher you know what are you going to do yes of course you might like to stay in a comfortable squad in a comfortable situation but as you said jeff you know he's got a pedigree at championship level he's probably got one payday left in him there's he's gonna be some ambitious
2: team this summer that is not it'll be the somebody who will look at more. him and, yeah no
0: one's going but, to pay more than thirty grand a week for Stephen Fletcher in the championship.
1: Oh no, no, no one's going to pay him thirty grand a week. But let's be honest, Wednesday probably aren't going to pay him twenty-five grand a week, and that's where the bidding war starts, right? And maybe somebody in New Zealand, where there's no COVID, and Gary Hooper's uh, firing them up, will uh, will pay even more. Who knows? Or that's a what premiership have, team
2: that comes down and is looking to maybe bounce back and wants a steady hand and you know a bright end or. Aston Villa or... It gets
1: kind of fundamental for Wednesday, right? Which is, and this is why this situation is so warped. We don't know what Wednesday are dealing with. We don't know what our circumstances are. We don't know if we're going to have the slate wiped clean or whether we're going to have 12 points docked or whether we're starting you know, with financial constraints on what we can deal with. And you can only look at the indicators and the indicators are kind of like we're operating within a very thin envelope of spend. And that hasn't really changed before this crisis. I don't think it looks like it's going to change as we come out of it. I think you've got to anticipate that Wednesday are going to make some marginal moves, but I don't think you should expect anything spectacular, is probably my my estimate. And that probably means players like Fletcher, we're not going to be able to go to the top end
0: of their expectations. Well, bearing that in mind, um, we expect to lose, what, about 10 people in this uh, in about three weeks' time, <laughs> if the uh, contracts don't extended through July. Um, and I mean, I think
2: it, all the players will extend just to uh, get in yeah, the shop too. window yeah. for the whatever the transfer window looks like.
0: I mean, I'm assuming that too based on what we've seen from the training. Like people that said they aren't extending in other clubs, like Lyle like, Taylor guy, they're not even training. They, they just stopped for the season now. So I think if they were going to uh, abstain from playing for us, they are doing it already.
2: Forestieri um, is
0: still running the Instagram or whatever. <laughs> he's, still, he's putting in two for a challenger today too on Instagram. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't question them not wanting to play because they they have a career to maintain. They need to uh, line up their next move if they're not staying with Wednesday. Um, but let's talk about those players that are almost likely to leave now. So we spoke about uh, Stephen Fletcher. Uh, let's talk about Forestieri. Um, there's been no discussion with Forestieri that we're aware of. And according to the press, um, we've got to assume he's also one of our top owners and not put as much of a performance in as Stephen Fletcher over the, the last year and two years. So are we looking at losing Forestieri for nothing too?
2: I mean, I think it's clearing the wage bill at this point is the, thing they're probably looking at. For <laughs> right. series, like he's is he thirty-one now? Like that age for that position. Obviously he wants one more contract. I don't know that his performances and fitness over the last two seasons necessarily merit it. You know, is he looking for
1: uh let l let, let's let's cut it through with Forrest yeah. Jerry. Yeah. The argument to keep is emotional. The argument to sever is completely rational, right? Right. If he can get
2: like his his last contract, if he could just be the player he was three years
1: ago, but based on performances in the last twelve months, you do not sign that guy to a new contract.
2: And look, to be fair, I think it's more injury than effort. But
3: Mm. yeah, yeah, sure.
1: I'm I'm not questioning his work rate. I'm just simply saying that he hasn't contributed to the team on the pitch. Um, probably one spectacular goal at Norwich aside you know over a year ago now and and that's the difficult equation and, and this is where you've got to have some sympathy for for the hierarchy at wednesday they're going to have to make some really hard calls we've been calling for that for the best part of two years and now the circumstances 96 are
2: episodes of this podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly where where some of those hard decisions can be made and we're probably going to be left with a bit of a threadbare squad but in these circumstances, wouldn't you take a threadbare squad that has to rebuild versus one that's over bloated, overweighted with players who aren't playing, who are earning a huge wage for sitting on the sidelines? I think I would. Um, but I accept it's going to be painful to then get back to something plausible beyond that.
3: Yeah, sorry, I'm over here. I, I fell asleep during the conversation. What part? Um... <laughs> <laughs> <It's> being... <laughs> I just assumed you were playing well, Call of Duty I, I on the forget. Xbox. Uh, it was NBA 2K, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think honestly, these these conversations about, well, I guess who are we going to keep? Um, you know, we we talk about Stephen Fletcher. He's been he's been a, a great great player at the club, and it's been it's been nice to happen. Forestier, he's had some flashes of brilliance. He's done some really great things. He's been exciting to watch, but you know. Why? I don't want to sound harsh, but why are we wasting so much time talking about whether or not we're going to bring them back and what the impact will be on the team if we bring them back? I know what the impact will be on the team. We're going to finish mid table if we bring them back. You know, it'd, it'd be cool to have them on the squad. But what I'm more interested in is is having the money to sign some some new fresh players, some um, some new energy, some just something new to to freshen this squad up. And so when we talk about signing Joey Pelopesi, we talk about signing Urughide. Well, I guess Urighide is kind of a an exciting prospect at this point. But you know, if we got rid of Fletcher and Pelopesi and Forrest Yeri and just about every other guy that's been on the squad for four years, I wouldn't care at this point. I don't have much attachment to anyone whose last name's not Palmer.
2: <laughs> well i think there is a so there's this sort of idea like when you tell the history of sheffield wednesday for the past decade obviously these players names will be on the marquee and they've been involved in some of the and greatest is a weird way to phrase it but some of certainly the most enjoyable moments you remember as a wednesday fan for the last decade will he played like you know you know foresty any number of performances really um you know fletcher scored some big goals for this team but by the same token like you know guys like ross wallace certainly did guys like lucas Zhao certainly did the the nature of of the beast now is the level of turnover for you know, clubs, ambitious clubs, let's put it that way. You know, you look at the players that got Leicester City promoted any number of years ago. Like, they didn't really, in a lot of cases, you know, stick around after that. And that's fine. You know, Wednesday, certainly, if we can—and you can throw many aspersions at the at the current hierarchy, but they certainly have an attachment—and this was true when, when Carlos was there, but I think it was higher than that— they have an attachment to that
0: Wembley 11.
2: That was five years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's time for change, as James yeah. said. It's it's time to move on, and the club's got some difficult decisions to make, but I think their uh, they're hand is being pushed by the fact that they're being made forced to make a choice in the first place. So the contracts end. They have to look at the recent form and how we've done with those players, and it's not been good enough and therefore, it's not necessarily a difficult discussion if we look at performance and cold hard facts. And look, People realistically, like
2: these players are all in their thirties now. They're like yeah. twenty-seven yeah. when we sign them. And look, there are player there are there are positions that age better than others, but you know a lot of these players are playing positions that don't age particularly well. In a lot of cases, you know, Forestieri as a as a number ten or. A, or the sort of an attacking winger, there's a, you know, there's, there can be a steep decline there. Same tree with Fletcher as a number nine, the same thing with, you know, Kieran Lee, the same thing with, you know, Hutch even Barry Bannon certainly is, is, is in that category as well. Uh, I think the squad does need to get younger, but, you know, this is something that James has certainly harped on again for really 96 episodes at this point do we have sort of the scouting and player acquisition framework in play to find that, like, League One prospect? Let's uh, let's cut across all of this, right? I mean, two things.
1: Uh, The answer is no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's another way to look at it, right? Which is, and I've been kind of rationalized. I think a lot of people, you you kind of cut across a lot of issues earlier on when you talked about the role of sport in, in this environment right now, you know, in the world that everybody's living through this period of time is helping people i think a little bit to reassess what matters to them right you know people are making choices about where they want to live and how they want to interact with people and the things they miss because they physically can't do them right now you can't literally kind of go and see your mom and give her a hug you know these are kind of the fundamentals of life so there's much more profound things going on than the state of the sheffield wednesday squad but it's time for us to detach a little bit from the emotion to kind of you know think about what could have been and what might have been and we kind of need to put Kieran Lee and the playoff squad in a frame and say that was a moment in time and it was great, but it didn't come to pass and move on. Um, Sheffield Wednesday as a football squad is not going to get out of League One and in, back into the championship and not into the championship <laughs> and then through into the Premier League unless we we put together a squad for the future as opposed to a squad for the past. Um, and maybe this is a moment in time where we just have to make the hard decisions and work through it.
2: So you're saying give Joey Pelopesi the armband?
1: <laughs>
0: no, say Build uh, a squad around Jordan Rhodes. our only strike we've got left in the, uh, the books.
2: Yeah, the Build the a books squad.
0: Read the road. Have you seen
2: skinny Eddie New Year? <laughs> Throw him the bag.
0: Oh god, this goddamn club. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get rid of Rhodes that fast. He's still there, by Um So yeah, New Year's Skinny. Um he's had a good um lockdown apparently, I always not been doing. Um so alive. he's obviously fighting for his uh, contract, as he usually does towards this end of the uh, season. I don't think we'll re-sign Nuihu. I don't think we'll re-sign Winnell. I don't think we'll re-sign Fletcher. I don't think we'll re-sign Fessy. We are going to be left with Jordan Rhodes as our only striker on the books come mm-hmm. July uh, this year. Um, and what can you buy in that position for zero pence? Um, because we are... <laughs> going to struggle uh, next year without some replacements in that department. Uh, that's all I was going to say. Um,
2: Eddie, I'm going to give you... Can you... close as you can get without going over, how many appearances for Sheffield Wednesday does the Addy New Hugh have?
0: God, not a fucking quiz again. I've been doing quizzes every <laughs> fucking day of my life. You know I'm not good at? Uh, I think Addy New are we wait? What includes appearances over how many minutes, or just appearances. Oh, five minutes? Appearances. So substitutes yeah. with, with appearances too. Yeah. Paddy, yeah. um, in all can
2: competitions, can
1: kind I of hurry up with the answer because I really need to go to the restroom? <laughs> <laughs> One hundred and eleven. James. Uh, how many appearances? Two hundred and twenty. Evan.
2: Two hundred twenty-one. That's very well played, Evan. It's 230. Patty, you thought 111? Oh, no. 230 appearances for Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Jesus. How many goals? 37. 35. 37. Oh, I was close to that
2: one. Wow. That's like yeah. one in not very many. It is one in not very many. He does... Uh, I'm just going to take a little scroll here. I'm on Wikipedia, unsurprisingly.
3: All right, Jeff. There you go. That's yeah. my break. I'm That's going. That's your break. Your <laughs> he
2: has more appearances in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt before you take off your headphones than Nigel Pearson. Now you can go. It's that fine. says I'll move it on. all, Jeff.
1: That says fucking all.
2: <laughs> we'll move on to any other business, Patty. Do you want to plug
0: the quiz since you're here? Oh, I mean, do I want to plug it? I mean, not I just want to plug it, but sure. Um... You put
2: it on the agenda. I did not. <laughs> It says quiz plug.
0: The quiz has been um, taken over by the people. <laughs> so we've uh, we've been we've been doing uh, Al's America's quizzes uh, every week of lockdown. They're on Zoom. Uh, for people that aren't on our social media, uh, please get in touch if you want to get involved. It's it's been really good fun uh, uh, for the most part until James got hold of it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear Tom, you. That wasn't me. Oh, he's
2: back already. That was a quick piss. <laughs>
0: Uh, no it's really good friday nights, 9 p.m uh on zoom we have a re- revolving door of quiz masters this friday it is jeff and craig uh in new york um it's 40 questions about two hours roughly uh so if as you long want as to james involved...
2: isn't hosting yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> jeff can we talk about
2: your birthday yeah uh by the way he's also only uh Fourteen appearances off John Sheridan and nineteen appearances off Martin Hodge.
0: We're still on this. Mm. People will talk about him in the same breath. Yeah, but Jeff, who
1: did we sign Martin Hodge from?
0: Yeah, I, I
2: thought I. I'm not going to do the story again, even though I've had one and a half large margaritas. I forgot that he stopped <laughs> at Everton before. Yeah, whatever, whatever. It's not. It's not important.
0: Sorry, let's, let's bring up old quiz beef yeah there's a lot uh, of quiz beef there's a lot of quiz beef so if you want to get involved in quiz beefs uh, get in touch with us or follow our social media uh, the Patty, other thing
2: Patty, when games start again where can people watch them
0: um, we are going to do podcasts before the next game starts we will do one and we will do a proper preview of Nottingham Forest um, the when games start <laughs> up again you can't watch them in bars so what you I
2: mean in Florida you probably can
0: all right, yeah, go to Florida to watch them in bars. Uh, no, don't, because then you'd have to get on a plane. That would be a really bad idea. Don't spread the virus. Uh, stay indoors. Stay alert and uh, don't spread the virus. Paddy, um, can you define stay alert for us, quickly? No, what does that mean? Nope, I need to go to the bathroom now, too, so I'm going to get on with this. Barnum, uh, go to Barnum Castle, stay alert, drive 200 miles back to London. <laughs> I'm always alert when I'm driving when I can't see properly. Um... <laughs> Virtual meetups, so as we can't go to bars, we are thinking of doing these virtual meetups through Zoom. Uh, Obviously, we don't need to be uh, region-based, so look out on our social medias for the first announcements of those. We'll likely do Nottingham Forest and see how it goes. Uh, Essentially, be like a watch-along. We all have our own stream, and yet we can just natter about things as we do on Zoom nowadays, every day of our lives. So yeah, look forward to it. that's
2: all i've got again you, you can go uh hit the water closet now if you need to <laughs>
0: can, we, can we all go
2: no no i just have to do the i have to do the wrap up before i do that i just want to point out <laughs> 31 appearances fewer than laurie madden 38 peter <laughs> eustace 30 uh what's that, 56 to get to colton palmer and gary megson <laughs> I'm reliably informed. This has been episode 96 of the Owls America cast brought to you by Sheffield Wednesdays. I follow live match streaming service. Sign up at swfc.co.uk slash. I We're on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You can Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are by fellow Wednesdayites, uh, Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbeam. Probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume Owls, America's, we ask you to rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesday to find our ramblings. Evan is on Twitter, at Ohio Owl. Evan, what is your NBA 2K team of choice? <laughs>
3: the Chicago Bulls. James is on
2: Twitter, at Manhattan Owl. Uh, James, you're going to be the Vermont Owl soon. And uh, can you explain to the listeners why I'm taking over your quiz hosting duties this week?
1: <laughs> it, it is possible, Jeff, that I confused the uh, the date of the important Friday night festivities, that is the quiz, with uh, possibly my 10th wedding anniversary. So uh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> It's
0: even worse than a wedding anniversary. I mean, the at least he remembers how many
2: years he's been married. I probably couldn't. You that at this point, seven, and, and happy I seven this, this year. Is if you're listening,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Patty is on Twitter at New York Owls. Patty, now that New Jersey is open for business, what is your uh, your first order of business, so to speak? <laughs>
0: That's a good point. Um, well, I would like to go uh, down to the shore and get a good pork roll sandwich to take out. Uh, you are are in pork
2: roll you're far enough north that it is pork roll territory it's not taylor ham it's not (laughs) taylor ham
0: Pork roll it has to be really crispy and thin
2: yes i know how to make it i'm familiar (laughs) with the uh with the uh the pork roll egg and cheese i'm a big fan of that i am on twitter at jeff paternastro And we are only 316 appearances away from Addie Newhew breaking the (laughs) all-time Sheffield Wednesday record. We will not be any closer to that, unfortunately, next week.